Welcome to the ICU podcast. I'm your host, Callie, a registered dietitian living with interstitial cystitis. Each week, I'll be diving into hot topics in the IC world, giving others a platform to share their story, and I may even reveal some of my favorite nutrition tips. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome back, IC Warriors. Today, you have me all to yourselves. I am having a crazy summer, which I feel like I say that every summer, but the summer just feels particularly crazy, but crazy good, which is always what I want. In this episode, I wanted to let you know about all the things I've been doing this summer and how I've been doing them flare free. And then later in the episode, I'm actually going to tell you about my recent trip to New York City to meet with many of the world's top IC doctors. So packed episode. I'm going to try to keep this as short and sweet as I possibly can, but also educating you and and keeping you entertained at the same time. So, all right, let's start off with what I've been up to this summer So I am so grateful to be able to travel. I'm at a place in my life where I don't have anything really keeping me at home. I can travel where I want. My symptoms have been at a minimum lately. And this summer we had a couple of trips planned. So we were flying to Nashville and Chattanooga for the first trip. Then I went to Charleston. And then recently we flew to Jacksonville, Florida. And we also drove to the beach in New Jersey a few times. I drove twice to New York City, which is about an hour and a half to two hours from me in Pennsylvania, and then also about three hours to Connecticut. So been doing both car and airplane travel, which If you're listening to this show, you probably also have IC and you know that traveling in general is not an easy task. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, frankly, on travel days. And if you are a nervous flyer like I am, that is always, you know, a gamble that I take with flying. It can either go really well or really not well. And so luckily I always take my Xanax on a flight just in case. I don't always have to use it. But these trips this summer have been the very first trips that I have taken in my life. I'm 27 turning 28 next month. And these are the first trips that I have not had one flare-up of my IC, which is major. That is so incredible to me. I'm still not over it because usually when I travel somewhere warmer, there are, you know, if it's too hot, like in Florida, one, you get dehydrated, two, you maybe wearing pants like jean shorts or something that's a little less comfortable. Maybe it's just really hot and you get uncomfortable like I do. And luckily, this these trips, I took 
proper precautions. But at the same time, I, I let pressure go out the window. I, I'm going to dive into how I managed to make it through these trips without a flare, because so many people have been asking me, you know, how did you do it? How are you living your best life and not having any flares with traveling? And, you know, people just asking me questions about how I'm doing this. And what it boils down to in being able to travel, eat and drink whatever I want, that includes alcohol. Um, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, but for example, on the 4th of July, I actually had four hard seltzers, which is like unheard of for me. Just I'm not usually a person who drinks. I also was able to wear jean shorts, wear a bikini. What else did I do that was a big deal? I just feel like I wasn't as in my head about things. I was able to be more present um, during these trips, which was huge. So let's talk about the things that I did to accomplish these flare-free, symptom-free vacations. First of all, I want to let you know that I did not go from completely symptomatic to not at all symptomatic overnight. This has been a lifelong journey for me. The past decade, I've been doing a lot of work on all of these things. And I was able to investigate and identify my root causes of my symptoms. And those are nervous system dysfunction. I I learned that my nervous system is stuck in a state of fight or flight. So I've been working the past few years to downregulate my nervous system through things like meditation. And I, I take gabapentin that was recommended by my doctor to dial down the nervous system. Um, I've been just adopting some new, let's call them routines in my lifestyle that allows me to be more relaxed and work on calming my nervous system. So that is something that has been a work in progress and I am still working on. I'm nowhere near where I want to be in terms of my nervous system, but we are on that journey. Another root cause of mine would be pelvic floor dysfunction. And that I am identifying now has been a lifelong struggle. If you've heard any of the interviews that I've had on here with pelvic floor physical therapists, pelvic floor dysfunction and interstitial cystitis are nearly identical and pelvic floor dysfunction can be a root cause of IC and an explanation for why you're having those symptoms. And if your pelvic floor like mine is way too tight, you are tensing at all the wrong times. Like when you're stressed, for example, if you're clenching your pelvic floor, like I do, um, you can have a flare up the same day, the next day, maybe two days after, depending on how your body functions. Um, so I've been the past two or so months, I've been taking the homework my physical therapist gives me seriously. In the past, I have not done that. 
I was told to do pelvic wand exercises at home and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then I get home and I don't do it. That's honestly full transparency. That's the type of patient I usually am. And if I don't fully believe in something that something will work and will help me, I'm not as motivated to try it. So I decided I was going to use my pelvic wand every day, or at least make a really hard effort to do it every day and do that for a month or two and see what happens. And so I would do maybe five or so minutes per day. Um, I built it into my routine where I do it after I take a shower. That's just what works for me. And I'm still going to physical therapy monthly. And I've been noticing really big results. And if I start to feel symptoms coming back, I can feel exactly what pelvic floor muscle is becoming tight or has a trigger point. And I'm able to go in and use my pelvic wand and treat that trigger point, essentially. Another thing that always helps me and I know helps so many people is staying hydrated, especially on vacations. It's easy to get dehydrated if you're in the sun If you are drinking alcohol or other things that you don't normally drink, that can throw things off. Um, Another thing is trying it. It's hard on vacation to eat like you do at home, but trying your best to still eat a variety of fruits and vegetables. It's really easy to eat like pizza or I don't know what you guys eat on vacation, but I ate a lot of pizza and ice cream. I don't judge anyone for what they eat on vacation because obviously I I go crazy on vacation, but doing everything I can to keep my bowels regular is really important because if I become constipated, which I usually am on vacations, that triggers my pelvic floor that just throws everything out of whack and can cause a flare up. So you know, combating constipation, keeping things regular is like I said, diet, still eating fruits and vegetables, whole grains as best you can, staying hydrated, staying physically active is huge. You want to be a loaf on vacation, but, you know, going for a walk, trying to keep things similar to what you do at home. That is, is big for me. And then lastly, another thing that really helped me is just focusing on being present and not getting in my head and focusing on the what ifs that so many of us just runs through our minds. Like, what if I flare? What if I'm not able to go to dinner tonight with the family? Like, what are they going to think of me? What are they going to say behind my back? What if I have to stay in the room the whole time and I'm not going to enjoy any part of the vacation? You know, these thoughts aren't serving us. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to give this a whack this summer. I'm not going to let myself entertain those types of thoughts. And I'm finding that it does help. It keeps you more optimistic and it helps you stay present and enjoy what you're doing, what memories are being made with your family and whoever it is that you're with. I I just think that's so important. So these are all of the things that worked for me and have helped me have flare-free vacations this summer. 
Now, if you're listening to this and you are in the worst of your IC symptoms, it may take a little bit for you to figure things out and get to a place where you are able to enjoy those things. And, you know, if you need help, I'm here. I have programs that help people do this, but I just want you to know that there is hope. There is so much hope. And I say this every single day on social media, you can live the life that you want to live. It may not be everything you thought it was going to be, you know, before you had IC. It may, you may not be quote unquote cured from your symptoms, but there is progress that can be made. You can improve your overall quality of life. It can be done. And I know that through my experience and my client's experience, we've helped our clients, basically, we took a survey of our road to remission clients and asked them, what is your quality of life right now when they started the program versus after three months in the program? And their overall quality of life more than doubled in just three months. It went from like a 3.75 to a 7.85 out of 10, 10 being your life is amazing. So just know that it's possible it just may take some time to figure out what your triggers are and how you can minimize those triggers, remove them from your lifestyle or treat them if it is something medical. So that is all I will say about my vacations this summer. Thank you for listening to me talk about my life. Next, I want to talk about Essex which is a international society for the study of IC and bladder pain syndrome. So it's spelled E-S-S-I-C. And apparently every year they meet somewhere. I don't know where they used to meet, but this year the meeting was held in New York City, which is only an hour and a half away from me. And it was held July 6th through the 8th. So it was three days. And I was lucky enough to be invited by Desert Harvest to come with them for a day and network. And I was ecstatic to be invited because this is a conference that all of the top IC doctors attend. This is a society that they're all part of. And I wanted to meet some of them. I, I've had my fair share of IC practitioners over the past few years. And one of them was actually at the conference. I didn't talk to them, but I, I was really, I was kind of nervous, honestly, because sometimes I feel worried that I'm not smart enough to be in the room with these people. But I, I try to quiet that that voice inside my head because I know that I do bring a lot to the table. I bring a unique perspective. I am an IC patient, but I'm also one of the only dietitians specializing in IC in the whole world. So I also felt that I, I brought a lot to the table there and I wanted to share my experiences with some of these practitioners if they would hear me out. So I was really excited. I was at the beach 
the day before. So I, I had a crazy week. Um, Wednesday, we flew back from Florida. Thursday, I went to celebrate my friend's birthday in Ventnor, New Jersey. It's, it's a beach, um, if you're not familiar with it. And then that night, I slept at my friend's house in New Jersey because it was closer than my house. And I had to get up really early to go to this conference. And so I slept at her house and, you know, try to get a good night's sleep. I wake up in the morning. Lo and behold, your girl is in a flare. And I haven't had a flare in months. And I was like, okay, I can do one of two things. Option one, I can panic. I can hate my body for having a flare on one of the most important days of my life. And I can just throw myself a pity party or option two is I can say, okay, that's fine. This is feedback from my body. Maybe I was a little stressed and nervous about this day yesterday. Maybe that threw me into a flare. Maybe I was a little dehydrated after being on the beach all day. Could have been a few things, honestly. Um, so I basically said in my head, okay, Kelly, yes, this kind of sucks, but you know how to treat your flares. You know what to do. You know how to get rid of this in a couple of hours. And so I took an azo, chugged a bunch of water and put my fire crotch balm on, which has peppermint oil in it, which is cooling, gives you that cooling sensation. Um, I put my professional attire on, got in my car, immediately put my water bottle inside of my pants so that I had that additional cooling feeling on my pelvic floor. And I drove the hour and a half to two hour drive to New York City. And I focused on calming myself. I listened to Taylor Swift's new album. So kept it light. I usually listen to true crime podcasts. I just didn't feel like that was the vibe that morning. So kept things really light. And when I got to the conference, I had, you know, minimal symptoms still. But um, being that I was there with Desert Harvest, there are some perks that come along with it. So they offered me aloe capsules, but then they also had samples of their CBD on hand because they had presented a research study that they did at McGill University on their CBD. And they gave me some samples. And within a few hours, my flare was completely gone. And whether that was the azo or a combination of everything that I did and the CBD, who knows? But by noon, flare was gone. I was good to go. And I was so grateful that I chose option two instead of option one and th didn't throw myself a pity party. So like I said, at the conference with Desert Harvest, I have a great relationship with them. Heather, the CEO, is a fantastic human being. Um, I finally got to meet Amy, who is uh, their creative director. Um, in person. I, I've met with her before on Zoom or phone calls, and th they just have a fantastic team. They have great relationships with all of the IC doctors that were there and, and other medical professionals. Um, so very grateful to them for inviting me. Let's talk about who was at the conference. So 
I knew that Dr. Moldwin was going to be there. Dr. Rob Moldwin out of Long Island. He is the vice president of Essex. So he was going to be there. And I also knew that Dr. Robert Evans, I think he goes by Bob Evans, um, out of Wake Forest was also going to be there. And he actually was part of a research trial that Desert Harvest is doing. So they were like, yeah, 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 we'll introduce you. I was really excited because those were the two doctors that I hear a lot about. And my clients, a few of them see these doctors. And I, I just really wanted to meet them and, and introduce myself, let them know who I am, what I'm doing, and open the door to any sort of future collaboration and conversations. And I did meet both of them. They were lovely, very friendly, very kind. I even found out that Dr. Evans grew up in my area. And we were talking about like his experience growing up here and we talked about sports and he was really cool. Um, so as humans, they, they passed the initial personality friendliness test. Dr. Christine Whitmore was also there. I, I know of her, but those were the three people that I was already familiar with just on a name basis. And then there were physicians from all over the world. Um, I met someone from Israel, someone from Germany, Netherlands. There were a lot of different countries there. I think India, but yeah, there, there was a lot of countries represented there and they had a lot of great topics that were being presented on over the three-day conference. Unfortunately, I only got to one of those days. So there's a lot that I did miss. And I am inquiring to see if I can see the presentations, if they were recorded or if they weren't recorded, you know, the, the slides of the ones that I missed. I think that there were some really great topics. Um, a couple, there was one that I missed that I really wanted to see that was office cystoscopy versus hydrodistension. Um, that was a topic that I did want to listen to, and I'm hoping that they send me the presentation for that. But the presentations that I made and was able to listen in on, um, a couple of them were, one was about dysuria, which is pain with urination. Uh, it was about evaluation and its clinical significance. So presenters in this conference are doctors presenting to other doctors. So it was very um, medical lingo, you know, not layman's terms. And luckily I do have background in science. Other topics include a standardized method to identify pelvic myofascial pain. Um, another one was phenotype-based care of the IC patient, which that one was really interesting. Another really interesting one was by a pelvic or a pain psychologist out of Stanford. She talked about cognitive behavioral therapy and its role for the pelvic pain patient. Um, I reached out to her to see if she'll come on this podcast. Um, and then I was really interested because Dr. Moldwin was going to be talking about diet and IC. And I was going into it. I was a little wary. I was like, oh, it's 
this is a doctor, you know, doctors have pretty minimal nutrition training. So I was a little like, okay, what is he about to tell them? And how is this going to affect IC patients worldwide? So I was a little nervous, but I will say it was a pretty good presentation from my perspective. Um, he emphasized that everyone's triggers are different. Not everyone is sensitive to everything on the IC diet list. He encouraged the doctors to tell their patients to do an elimination diet. I will say his explanation of doing an elimination diet was not the greatest, but it's, it's great that he even mentioned the elimination diet. And he also did mention referring to a registered dietitian. Um, if the, the physician doesn't have time or doesn't feel like it's within their scope to, um, educate on that. So he did a pretty good job on that. And again, I am inquiring about those recordings. So if I do get them, I will certainly update you all on social media. So make sure you're following me on either Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Um, links are in the show notes to keep in the loop on that. My overall impression about the conference was it, it left me feeling hopeful because as I see patients, we we're always talking on, you know, support groups and forums that like, what, what are the researchers doing? Are, are they doing anything right now? Like what is being done to get us better care and get us closer to a cure? And hearing these doctors and, and the topics they were presenting on and the conversations and discussions they were having, a lot of them were really passionate about what they were talking about. And it left me feeling hopeful. And I was also feeling hopeful that my presence there as a patient and a clinician had an impact. I was sharing about my road to remission program. And whenever Heather, uh, the CEO of Desert Harvest introduced me to doctors, she'd be like, yeah, she has this really great comprehensive program. It's, it's really helping a lot of people. It's not just focused on diet. And I was like, thank you, Heather. It's a fantastic intro, but I would explain to them, you know, we have this three-prong approach that includes an elimination diet, education, and support. And a lot of our clients are reaching remission from this approach and maybe there's something to it. I, I talk to people about the biopsychosocial approach and not just, you know, only doing medical treatments. You need to look at things like your nervous system and, and take a more holistic approach and, and look and find the root cause versus treating the symptoms. And so I, I think a lot of great conversations were had. It left me feeling very hopeful. And I hope that you guys also feel hopeful. I just said the word hope like 10 times. So overall, really great experiences. Lots of introductions were made, and I am hoping to do a series of episodes with interviews from some of these doctors. Another really intelligent doctor I met was Dr. Ackerman, who works for UCLA, 
and had a large role, I believe, in the their research on phenotyping and coming up with the, the three phenotypes, if you guys have ever heard of that within the past year or two. Um, she had a pretty large role in that and she was really sweet and I'm I'm really hoping to get her on this podcast as well. So that was my experience. That is what I've been doing this summer. And yeah, so this, I, I am going to make this the last episode of season two of ICU. We have over 60 episodes out total, which is just mind blowing to me. Um, I, I do really enjoy putting these episodes out for you guys. I love hearing your feedback. So I'm planning on taking a few months off of podcasting, but plan to return in the fall. Uh, so make sure that you are keeping up with me on social media. I'm at Callie K Nutrition. I'm on almost every app you could ever imagine. And I do put out a lot of good IC content. Um, I do also have a Instagram and Facebook account for the podcast. So on Instagram, it's at ICU podcast. And on Facebook, it's ICU podcast. I will keep you all updated on there in terms of the plan for the podcast. If you have any, if you follow any doctors or practitioners that you feel would be great for the show, you know, just reach out to me. Happy to take it into consideration. Always looking for guests to share their expertise on here. What else? Oh, if you are looking for help getting relief from your symptoms, every month I do open up a certain number of spots in Road to Remission. We accepted, I think, seven people in June, and I'm opening up five spots for July. This is the program that has helped 60% of our clients either reach remission or get close to remission in just three months. This is the program I'm always talking about on social media. It is absolutely transforming people's lives. We can help you investigate and identify your root cause or causes, what is triggering your symptoms, and get you long-lasting relief rather than short-term covering up your symptoms type relief. And you also will join this awesome community of over 100 IC warriors worldwide. And, and have two opportunities each week to come face-to-face and talk to these people and, and build relationships and just talk about IC, talk about your bladder, what's going on. You know, so many of us can't talk about that in our regular life. And so having an outlet for that and having people you can lean on for support is just so incredible. So the link is in the show notes if you're interested in joining that. Um, I also do have a free masterclass if you just want to learn a little bit. It's on the top five most common elimination diet mistakes that people make. So that is if you want to just learn a little bit from me, dip your toe in a little bit, that is available as well. If you are looking for a lower level of support, when compared to road to remission, you're looking for community, you're looking for some education, but not really like hands-on support from me. The IC Collective could be a really great place for you. We are currently revamping that program, making it better, and we are going to relaunch that again in just a few weeks. So 
that is coming. Again, we'll update you on social media. If you want to join now, link is in the show notes. And then lastly, if you're new to IC and you're just looking for education, I have my intro to IC mini course that will teach you what the diagnostic process should look like, what your treatment options are, both invasive and non-invasive, teach you about pain science, mindset, and uh, the basics of the IC diet and how to be your best advocate. So that is also linked in the show notes. And again, if you love the show, please, 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 please rate it five stars and leave a review. I love hearing from you guys. And thank you just for being here. Thank you for listening to me talk every week. And I will be back very soon. I hope you all have an amazing summer. And yeah, I will talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and following along. If you enjoyed this episode specifically, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell me exactly what you enjoyed about the episode. For more content, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition.